Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. We have the huge roster of cast members in James Gunn's upcoming The Suicide Squad. And we may have a Kate Bishop for Marvel Studios' Disney Plus Hawkeye series. But before we get to those stories, we're going to start with Apple TV Plus. Oh, the plus is a is a bit on the nose. So what is Apple TV Plus? All those other streaming services, Netflix, Disney Plus, Stan, Hulu. It's another one of those. It's okay, another yeah. one of those. Oh. But this is exclusive to just Apple. You need an Apple device to watch the streaming service. The other ones, like for example, I watch all my streaming services on my Apple TV box. Okay. And I can yep. do that. I, I do the same with my PlayStation, for instance. But it is going to be limiting with Apple, which is very bold. But saying that, that's what Apple does. Like If you have an Apple product and you're looking for to connect something to, say, your iPhone or your iPad, you need to buy a connection that will only work on Apple. Controversial. I don't have Apple products in my house, on my person, don't use an iPhone, never had an iPod, don't use iTunes. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, but I don't use iTunes. <laughs> I've got an iMac, Apple TV, iPhone, multiple iPads in the house, Apple laptop. So between the two of us, we're supporting a wider spectrum. I've got a lot of Apple products, but that's not why I'm looking to talk about Apple TV+. Plus. I guess you could, that's the distinction, because Apple TV is the box I have to watch media. Apple Plus, Apple TV+, Plus, should I say, <laughs> is the name of the product, but you're right, it is similar to Disney+. Plus. It is, with the, well, with the Plus, anyway. But because we've mentioned Disney Plus a couple of times, two times in particular where we went quite in-depth with the pricing, uh, when it's going to be available, listing quite a number of shows that are going to be on there, I wanted to do not the same, but similar. So I've got less to say here, but just some information that you might be interested to know regarding Apple TV+. Plus. It will be available here in Australia November 1st. Other countries as well, like US, obviously, I don't know the full extent, but just looking at our part of the world, Australia, we get it 1st of November. It will feature shows starring Jason Momoa, Reese Witherspoon, Hayley Steinfeld, Snoopy, the, the dog? dog, the cartoon. Oh, okay. Snoopy's going to be on there. <laughs> and there's going, to be, there's going to be more. I've got to be honest, nothing they have announced for Apple TV Plus has me excited. There's names like Steven Spielberg, Oprah Winfrey, J.J. Mm. Abrams. They're going for these big names. And J.J., he's still attached, isn't he? Because he's just got that big deal I with recently, Warner Brothers. Well, I recently heard that with the Apple thing, he's, he's declined it and he's saying no or something. I don't know if that's connected to the Warner Brothers thing. Is that the same thing? I'm glad I asked the question. Then. So maybe not J.J. because he's going to be pretty busy with Warner Brothers. The price similar to Netflix and Disney Plus, or at least similar to what Netflix used to be, $7.99 a month here in Australia. Interestingly, though, if you buy an Apple TV, Mac or iPhone, you will get a year of Apple TV Plus for free. 
I'm out of luck because, as I've already said, I've got all that already. So the incentive is to target someone like me to go out and buy those products and then maybe I'll get a free subscription. Exactly right. Well, the the first couple minutes of this podcast really does sound like an ad. Send us fruit, Apple. Yes. Please. Fruit basket would be nice. Disney didn't uh, show their hands, so maybe you guys will. Yeah, I didn't envision that being problematic, (laughs) but we've pretty much just done an Apple commercial commercial even it didn't feel as though we did that for disney yeah something about this just sounds very commercial (laughs) we need to move on because it feels as though or people may start to think that we're being bankrolled by apple the products i mentioned i bought them all (laughs) none were gifted to me by apple that still sounds like a anyway let's move on i think yeah i think we need to start the show trailer talk bad boys for life first trailer and yep, you guessed it, everything blows up. <laughs> I've got to be honest. I loved every minute mm. of this trailer. Well, you know, speaking of commercials, like the start of this trailer, like... Make you want to buy a car? I mean, <laughs> it was a nice car. It was a nice car a until nice car. Martin Lawrence, Deep. fire hydrant. Still wanted to buy it. <laughs> you know what? That's the opening joke of the trailer. And we've seen that joke already in these films. I don't care. Give me more of it. It looks to be more of the same. But I'm I'm here yeah. for more bad boys. This looks like the third bad boys movie. It just looks glossier, shinier, spanking new. But it looks like the same flavors and energy and explosions. First one came out. I was in high school. Second one, I was in college. And now you're third married one, with two kids. Yep, I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for this third movie. I've always loved. The Bad Boys movies. And I remember in high school, in the UK, it was a Certificate 18. So the highest certificate oh, you can okay, get. Yeah. And I would have been probably 15. And for a couple of minutes only, the class managed to trick the teacher, who wasn't familiar with this film, <laughs> to put it on. Because we're having like a free period or whatever. So we got to put Bad Boys on like almost immediately. The bad language had the teacher rushing over no. to press stop on the VHS player <laughs> to take out the tape. And we didn't get further than that. And but now he's fired and never taught again. She, but no, she's not oh, she. in time. I, and I don't know what she's doing now. <laughs> Teachers have gone to prison for more. Worse. I've always <laughs> loved Bad Boys, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, the pairing. It just works so well. And both characters play to the actor's strengths. Yeah, Bad Boys 3. I'm still not completely taken with Bad Boys for Life. I get that it's the song. <laughs> but you know what? Call it whatever you want. Just Speaking give me the song, bad boys. You get, you get the gag with the... The gag at the end. I'm just going to say it. The white folks. And they're just like doing it. And Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are not happy. <laughs> no. Like, and, Stop. and it's the joke. And it's it's funny. Well, it's, the joke is that it's their song. No yeah. one else gets to do it. Like, get off. But then Martin Lawrence has the gag about you messing up the words. Yeah, they're doing it wrong. They're and it's, not and it's a hard song to learn because that was the whole thing in that first movie. Martin Lawrence's character was always getting the words wrong. Mm. Oh, so good. Bad Boys for Life. I've seen it a couple of times now, the trailer, and each time I've got the biggest grin on my face. We're going to do a review. You're here to hear first. <laughs> we will be reviewing that movie. Oh, wow. Bad Boys for Life. Black Christmas. Horror. Yes. The original came out in 1974. Of course, this is a remake by Blumhouse. Not the first remake. The first remake I saw at the cinema back in 2006 with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Did you see oh, that one? No, I haven't seen that. I've seen the original. I actually watched it last year. You know, the 
people have spoken about this. Actually, I think I knew about the reboot, actually. That was one of the things, but never never checked out that newer one. Um, yeah, I watched it, and you know what? I didn't really rate it. It has Margot Kidder, Lois Lane from original yes, Superman that movies. would have been four years before Superman mm, the movie. It's not a huge role, but she's still in it. She's probably the only name that's in there. Yeah, I didn't really rate it, but I was looking forward to anything Bloomhouse wants to do. I'll be there. Checked out this trailer, and it's kind of just like a run of your mill, or run of the mill teen horror slasher kind of flicks. Uh, I, I haven't got anything that's really exciting. If you've not seen the trailer, just to get an idea what we're talking about, you've got a group of female friends on a campus facing so, off against a killer. It's Roddy House. Kill- hey, it's like that Happy Death Day, but uh, without the Groundhog Day thing. If you've not seen the trailer, but you're a little bit interested in what we're talking about, do not watch the trailer because <laughs> yes. it gives everything away. There's one reveal in particular when you see like there's a there's a, a bigger scope and and somebody else is clearly involved who they show you in the trailer. It ruins it. I think it's different enough to the 2006 one that I've seen, mm. but then the differences they just show you in the trailer. So if you want to watch Black Christmas, it comes out. I'm guessing December. I think they managed to find a Friday the 13th in December. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> they found one. They found one. So this year, I may be wrong, but I think they found it. And why else would you do it? You've got a Christmas horror movie. You want to release it Friday the 13th in December. Why not? So would you recommend that Mary Elizabeth Winstead one? I remember watching it and it was actually, it was pretty good. And yes, I've just fact-checked. Second week of December, Friday the 13th. Ah, so that would probably be the next one because we just had one. I think they're usually a few months. Anyway, irrelevant. What's the next trailer? The next trailer is Are You Afraid of the Dark? This is a TV trailer. It is. Still horror, but this time for kids. And do you know, do you know what? It, for kids, yes. But there's some stuff in this that I'm like, huh. It's of, interesting, yeah. right? So the 90s is when Nickelodeon released the TV series. Mm. And I was young enough to watch it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I remember when Fox Kids then aired Goosebumps, that was like the next age bracket up, I felt. Because at the time, so you it's thought like, Goosebumps was... Was a bit scary and a oh. bit more mature than Are You Afraid of the Dark? That's just how I viewed it back then. I Honestly, think the opposite. I've never revisited Are You Afraid of the Dark. Yeah. Since I watched it, but I remember seeing it and loving it. It's interesting you mentioned the tone of this trailer because the creator pitched a movie years ago and Nickelodeon turned it down because it was too scary and he was unwilling (laughs) to make changes to tame it down for a young audience. So the project got strapped. The, the, um, The creator is DJ McHale. All these years later, he's still on board, I believe. And they're releasing it as a three-part event, which I really like. So in the US, at least, they will release it across three nights, October the 11th, 18th, and 25th. And each one goes for an hour. So you're essentially getting a three-hour movie across three nights. That sounds all right. From this trailer, it it seems to be what they kind of did, again, with Goosebumps as the comparison you know the jack black movie where it was sort of like you know the tv series had individual stories 
unconnected for the most part. The movie had those stories sort of coming to life in one story. It seems like that's what they're doing here as well, where, you know, in the show, it was individual stories that they would tell around their campfire. In this one, it's like all the stories are coming to life. You know, there's like the carnival and... That's it, like, this is the carnival for my story. And, you know, maybe they will be like three stories, but they will interconnect. Or right. they will focus like, from night to night. So the first, yeah, the first night or the first hour will be, you know, the carnival, for instance, and the second one will be something else after they've resolved the carnival incident or whatever. And the kids will be the constants. I believe in the TV show, for the most part, they were the same, but some would come and go. Probably between seasons and stuff, I imagine. Or <laughs> was I, I can't recall. When they announced this, I was curious because it was something I watched as a kid. But you're right with the with the tone of this. I'm like... You know what? They're pushing it a bit. I think if I know, I don't think I know. I will watch this. Yeah, I mean, it's still gonna be a bit cartoony, but it's like if they've still got that creep factor to it, it's like, huh? What you know? What it's it's kids being kids in in a horror film. You know, we've had it chapters one and two. We've had two Goosebumps movies, and it seems to be that sort of tone. Oh, the young kid. Ben, in the first From It in, movie, yes. also pops up in Goosebumps 2. He's one of the kids in this. Is he in Goosebumps 2 as well? Yeah, he's in the second Goosebumps movie. Oh, so and then he's popping up in Are You Afraid of the Dark? He's found his niche. <laughs> kids it, horror. <laughs> kids horror. Not that It is a kids horror. In, it's but not, but... Horror yeah. with kids, yeah. Cool, cool. Kids in a horror film. <laughs> That's his niche. And this is a TV series. I don't know what his niche is. <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, that's trailer talk. Now straight on to movie news. The Suicide Squad cast has officially been revealed with director James Gunn posting on Twitter all 24 stars. Um, So we don't know the level that each cast member is going to have in the movie, but he confirmed that Margot Robbie, Joel Kinnaman, and Viola Davis will reprise the roles they played in the sequel to 2016's DC movie, Suicide Squad, um, alongside new cast members Teke Watiti, um, Peter Capaldi, Idris Elba, John Cena, Storm Reid, Pete Davidson, David Dasmalchian, and Daniela Melchior. Whew. Who saw this coming? You're yeah. right, though. Like, I mean, 24 stars, so we're going to get some limited appearances here. Being a big DC guy, I'm really looking forward to how deep they go for these obscure With characters. James Gunn, he could be pushing like, let's just go very obscure. Let's go as deep as we can. And even his Twitter post said, you know, like, don't get too attached. So it's like, Suicide Squad, you're going to have some characters be on screen for like five, ten minutes, probably not even, and then boom, gone. And that was the big thing with the the 2016 movie. Like, for the most part, who you started with is who you ended with. And when you're getting big names like they did in that movie... It was it was a bit hard to just kill characters off, whereas this time around, similar to the comic, it's kind of the point. I like the fact that the the logo they've used, the Suicide Squad, is lifted directly from the comic books, from the John Ostrander run. I'm very excited for this. And up until now, Joel McKinnaman, he said, nope, I'm not coming back. Margot Robbie, nope, I'm just going to be over here doing Birds of Prey only. And now all of a sudden... It's happening, because remember when this is going to be a sequel, then it's going to be a reboot, and then a soft reboot, and we're like, what is this? Well, there's no dispute, and it's black and white. It's a sequel. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe not narratively 
directly hey listen sequel, you look at that it's... first movie right and you've got your core characters yeah and you've got flag you've got harley quinn you've Half got waller yep not just the characters but the actors are back in a continuing story part of a shared universe no you're right like 100 percent sequel they can do <laughs> their own version of a sequel and and like have their own style and have it so it's a completely different thing altogether to that first movie but it's a sequel it's not a reboot I'm I'm on board for this. Yeah, and I can't argue I, with that. I'm almost. really excited for this. And you know what? After watching Suicide Squad, the first one, I felt as though I don't think I need to see this movie again. Yeah. Never mind a sequel. The fact that they have like 24 cast members that you, you can look at it and go, "Wow, they're gonna," they can essentially just dispose of half of them like very quickly. It just makes me think this sounds like the Suicide Squad. So then I go, "Wow, now I'm hopeful for a better." Movie, a better Suicide Squad movie. John Cena is doing a DC movie. Uh, Taika Wahiti, he's doing a DC movie. I like the fact James Gunn over at Marvel's gone, come with me. Let's cross the street. Let's yeah. play around with, with DC for like a while. These two Marvel directors just like, yo, let's go. Peter Capaldi. Who? Yay. <laughs> that's all. That's, that's, that's all if you're unfamiliar, Doctor Who. <laughs> There's rumours that he's he, called the Doctor. That is true. Who? There's rumours that he's going <laughs> to be playing Victor Freeze, which would be amazing. But who knows? What? Anything could be happening. Any, they yeah, they can just these characters that they're introducing that have like they could be having limited screen time. They're not necessarily going to be killed. Yeah, that it could yes. just be world building, and by being there like, as an audience member, you could think, "Oh, well, they're not going to last long." Oh, I just love the fact that knowing James Gunn as a director and as a writer, he is just going to play with people's expectations throughout this entire movie. Like, I'm we very could, excited. We could look at the big names and say they have to be sticking around, and then now, boom, gone, or vice versa. Oh, we have no idea. I just don't think he's not going to do anything that you expect. It has me excited. The Joker. I'll say The Joker. It's just Joker, one word. Mm. The Todd Phillips movie. I thought we'd just chuck it in here as a talking point. The movie won the Golden Lion for Best Film at the Venice Film Festival. The same festival, the movie received an eight-minute standing ovation. What is happening? (laughs) Now, look. Now, we have awards like, you know, the Oscars. uh, That's the only one that's sort of coming. Like, you know, big, high-prestige film awards where you know the best of the best are celebrated and you know given these things these titles the venice film festival is a lot nicher than than the oscars it's it's like art films it's yeah you know it's movies that are it's not, of, not movies films films of course yes of course thank you <laughs> for correcting me because i would have hated myself for yeah films of such a caliber that are up there that you know, like these aren't your average run of your mill critiques. You know, just watching them and being like, oh, yeah, no, that's all right, that's good. Oh, yeah, and they touch on a few themes and cultural commentary and all that kind of bullshit. This makes me go, what is this? This movie seems to have transcended the, and now I say this loosely, the comic book genre of film. It is. There's talks that it could be on track for an Academy Award, and of course, 
Black Panther also won an Academy Award, so it's and Heath Ledger for I mean, playing the Joker. Yeah. So it's. I mean, even well, Black Panther was actually nominated for Best Film. Don't I don't yeah. think it well, it deserved to be there, but it was there. So this attention that Joker's getting is not as if it's the first time, but I think being this movie and the one that many people scoffed at the idea of. Essentially, a Batman movie without Batman, all about Joker. So, a Joker movie. Hmm. Joaquin Phoenix was cast, and so many skeptics that got the guy that directed the Hangover trilogy to write and direct <laughs> at one time. That's so weird. Martin eh? Scorsese was attached as an executive producer. He pulled back because of other commitments. Robert De Niro is in this movie. The UK poster for this film. Five stars across the board, like Empire Magazine, Rolling Stone, NME, like all these like you know Look big at Jason publications. From that film studio, like, yeah, now we haven't watched it. Um. <laughs> We're not seen it yet, <laughs> but um, yeah, and we're like we're weeks away. So ordinarily, we wouldn't be talking about news for a project that's so close to release. But I just thought that was just very interesting. Oh, Todd Phillips, he was asked if Joaquin Phoenix's Joker could exist in the same world as Robert Pattinson's Batman. No, wait for his response. No. Definitely not. And like, who's... You hit it here first, folks. No one's surprised. <laughs> Nobody this. wants that either. Yeah, like, like this is like let I it said, be its own thing. Transcending that level of, and it's not to to bag out comic book movies, but it's just like there is a different caliber of film, and it looks like this could be delivering on that. In the comics, DC have a darker publication. They used to have Vertigo Comics, uh, that's recently folded, but they've got something called DC Black Label, and it's been very popular. And this could be the first of that on the big screen. At the moment, it's just a standalone movie. But if it continues to prove to be successful, and if it can do well at the box office, it could be the start of these standalone, darker, lower-budget DC movies. series of standalone movies. And look at what Marvel are doing. Like They've just worked all the way up to Avengers Endgame. There's no sign of slowing down. And this would give DC an edge. This is something only DC is doing that they can take a smaller budget, you know, an up-and-coming director. I know Todd Phillips has done various comedies before, but just a smaller director that's got a big idea. Who knows? It works really, like, it's going to work really well, I think, with a character like Joker. He's someone that you can put him in this world, even though you have all these fantastical things happening, but it's like him as a character, like, he could be anyone. The comics have, you know, done those stories where, you know, one bad day. It could be any human person and a human level story that's where you get a great film holy crap very excited and now on to robert patterson's batman i guess um it will reportedly adapt the long halloween that's a great great comic so speaking of it is the joker in that one right the joker is in it but the main villain is a character named the holiday the holiday, yes, that rings. And other characters pop up, like you've got Two Face in there. So you, you've got many scenes that take place at Arkham Asylum. So mm. there, you're going to get other characters popping up. The story takes place during Batman's early days when he's first becoming a crime fighter, and it's a holiday killer because across a, a year, each holiday he'll commit a different crime. You know, so whether it's Easter, Christmas, Halloween. 
Yeah. Even the fake ones like Valentine's Day and stuff. All of them. Wherever you All can. of them from memory. <laughs> it ran for, I think it was like a 12-issue maxi-series written by Jeff Loeb. We recently reviewed Batman Hush, the animated movie. Well, he wrote the original story for that. And Tim Sale on illustrations. The artwork is just stunning. What sounds good about this is that you get this Batman character who basically his his task is to go after this, like, this serial killer. There's a killer out there on the loose. And it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Holy crap, Batman can be a detective. Because essentially what's happening, these crimes are being committed by Holiday. But the whole time, Batman knows exactly where Holiday is. It's very good. It is, <laughs> it is very, very good. Now, this story originated with Kevin Smith, so potentially take it with a pinch of salt. I don't know who his source is, but that's what he's saying the story is set to follow. he has a bit of insider information. Maybe, but until now we've known nothing of the Matt Reeves director Batman movie. So this is the first bit of information. I guess what we have known is that it's going to be a stripped back detective story. And if that's all I'm taking from the story, that's that's all I'm happy with that. Be a detective. We've We've not really seen that. Yeah. You know, we had Ben Affleck murdering people. We had Christian <laughs> Bale growling at people. But now we could get Pattinson as Detective Batman. Yeah. Spider-Man. We've got some Spider-Man news. <laughs> and I think at some point we'll stop talking about <laughs> Spider-Man and what's happening with the MCU. Oh. But Sony Pictures Chief has come out and said a few things. I thought, let's talk about it here. What he had to say was, for the moment, the door is closed on Spider-Man rejoining the MCU. My takeaway from that? For the moment. Yeah. For the moment. Okay. <laughs> Chief continues. <laughs> Spider-Man was fine before the event movies. Andrew Garfield. Okay. Spidey will do just fine outside of the MCU. And interestingly, had this to say. Kevin Feige didn't do all the work. Now... Nobody's saying that he did, but what many people believe, he was heavily involved. I mean, he was, wasn't he? Yes. And, I mean, I mean, you know, the Spider-Man movies have all made a lot of money, even Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is, you know, people say is the worst one. Spider-Man 3. Oh, I don't know, actually. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, think, they have a lot I think of you the... could be right. Spider-Man 2 does have some redeeming qualities. The some soundtrack. Oh, is amazing. Some Hans of the Zimmer. Best Spider Man swinging. Oh, I love it. Okay. I love it. Some, and the costume. Spider Man 3 is the worst. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but look, they've all made above $700 million. That's a lot of money. So, I mean, yeah, they could keep playing. But, I mean, for their latest Spider Man movie, it made over a billion dollars. I think that has something to do with the MCU the Avengers craze, all of that that's happening at the moment and is still happening. I even think Venom made as much money as it is because there was a bit of glimmer, maybe in the general public or actual fans thinking could be connected or, oh, is it connected? You know, that's that's what gave it that push. Sony surely has to think Endgame had something to do with Far From Home I mean, going yes. so well at the box office. Yes, I mean, it's literally the next movie. Imagine if Endgame came out and then the next movie that came out was a Sony-made Spider-Man movie that they were like, oh, we're rebooting or we're just doing our own Spider-Man thing, not connecting, you know, like, and got that in people's psyches and people knew, nah, 
would have bombed. It would have died, maybe not as hard as X-Men Dark Phoenix, but it would have been those sorts of levels. People are understanding now and going, nah, we don't want it. How would you feel if Marvel Studios recast Tom Holland to keep a Spider-Man in their films? But, I mean, they can't, so... Okay. Can't they? Why? Well, they can't use Spider-Man. Oh, that's the whole point, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is good. Good. Who I'm has just, the um... to Tom Holland? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's a good point. Yeah, so they can't really use him at all. No, they the actor. Okay, yeah, good. No, but um... like, we, like we said previously, <laughs> if, if Sony makes a Spider-Man movie still with Tom Holland, still with, you know, like their cast and their sort of characters and just sort of not mention things, just for, you know, a movie or two... Okay, I can deal with that. I'm just hopeful that eventually one day it'll be, hey, let's put him back there and do another event movie. And then it's like, oh, all these things are happening. Well, you mean when Sony are like, whoa, why are we not making a billion dollars per movie? <laughs> Let them do one. <laughs> Low-key, Spider-Man's on the run. Bit of spoiler there. Try not to read into it too much. You know, let him do his own thing. He really doesn't need to talk about anything at all. He, you know, they can get away with it. They can get away with it. New Line think, Cinema, yeah. New Line Cinema did a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Uh, you know when they got the rights, I think it was like their ninth movie. New Nightmare, good film. Freddy, Freddy. in the real world. Wes Craven came back for that one. Really yeah. good film. See, I mean, you know, that's studio, new studios taking over. Sort of the same thing, same universe. It doesn't matter. Anyway. We've done Spider Man now. I think something big needs to happen before we <laughs> talk about talk again. about it again because it's happening. Otherwise, thought, it's just me whinging. Yeah. But you know, I thought it was interesting. A couple of comments that were made. Mm. Um, yeah, we've done Spider-Man. We've done it. Tank Girl. Yeah. Have we done Tank Girl? <laughs> I remember the movie. An ex-girlfriend of mine loved it. And we'd watch it on VHS. And all I remember is... Can- and that's why she's your ex-girlfriend. Is Kangaroo People. <laughs> I think Ice teas in it. Weird movie. Uh, well, Margot Robbie is developing a new Tank Girl film where she will start as the comic anti-hero. Uh, Miles Joris Perafity is attached to direct. Um, so yeah, I know nothing of this. <laughs> so whatever you've got to bring. I mean, that's the story. That's it. Uh, she's a punk rock character, and I think Robbie is developing. Hopefully, she's not starring because there's going to be some big comparisons to Harley Quinn because those characters could be quite similar in design, Female, like the way that they crazy, look. Crazy, yeah. Bit nuts, is she? But Tank Girl, so she's um, coming back to the big screen. Mission Impossible 7. Oh, I love these films. <laughs> I love <laughs> Mission that. Impossible. I love that we're at 7. Yeah, and, and the seven? Be- I think the best the best movies of the series the key game have been, you know, the later ones. Fallout, which was 6. That was the best one. And they're doing 7 and 8 back to back, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. the news. Hayley Atwell is set to join the franchise. Oh, yeah. Commit to seven, so maybe eight as well, then, if they're doing back-to-back. Sure. Hayley Atwell, you may know her better as Agent Carter in the mm. MCU, but I like it. Does he, uh, Ethan Hunt need a new female lead at the moment? Where, where where was his last one? Well, it was Rebecca Ferguson, she came back. Was she done at the end? I don't know, we don't want to talk too spoilerish, but I can't remember if she Vanessa was... Vanessa Kirby, but she's busy with the Fast and Furious franchise at the moment oh, as yeah. um, Statham's sister. Tell you what, you know, we did our review of that movie and, and you brought up the age difference between <laughs> Vanessa Kirby and Jason Statham. And, you know, I was like, you know, brushing it to one side. And the more distance I've had from our review, 
it's ridiculous <laughs> how big their age is gap it, is. I can't remember. Is it about 30 years? No, but it's like 15, 20 years. It is a ridiculous mm. amount. And their flashback it, has them being like five years different or something. But that's why it's problematic. <laughs> if not for the flashback, where they're clearly a year, two years at best, yeah. apart in age. I mean, they could be a 15-year-old gap in between them, if not for the flashback. You're right. But Hayley Atwell, <laughs> she's been <laughs> cast in Mission Impossible. Hmm. Cool. We went off track there a little we bit. We did. A lot, but okay. We went off face? No, I don't know. Face off. That's what I'm trying to do here. Paramount Pictures is developing a reboot of the 1997 film Face Off. Are you excited? Go. Face off. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was my Nicolas Cage impression. That movie is so... Such a favourite film, man. I really like that film. Ridiculous movie. It is. It is just so good. My favourite performance in Face Off, it's Nicolas Cage as John Travolta's character, like trying to act like Nicolas Cage's character. So it's Cage doing an exaggerated version of his own performance and it is just perfection. I'm very surprised I followed that. John (laughs) Woo's Face Off. It is a guilty pleasure because there's so many holes in it. Like, you know, it's just big, dumb fun. And I feel as though they did it to perfection. It's done. Why go back? Exactly. I mean, it's like if they announced a reboot or remake of Conair. Pointless. They've already made the perfect version of that film. <laughs> as perfect as Conair can be. You're, no, you're right. Like, Face Off is so good, man. I mean,. Uh, they can make reboots, fine, it's all good, whatever. It doesn't change the fact you'll still have your beloved, ridiculous face-off movie. It's so good, it's stupid. It's, I love I mean, it. I mean, this one could be amazing as well, who knows, whatever, probably going to be shit. Okay, 97, Nick Cage, John Travolta, here we are, 2019, going into 2020, what do they do? Do they flip the gender? Who do they cast? I'm going to put money on it right now, two females in the lead, face-off. I'm thinking that's... Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking they do, but who who would they go for? Okay. Ronda Rousey and... Uh... Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. So, do you know what I had in mind? Sandra Bullock. Who else from her era? Like, I'm talking Demolition Man, Speed. Who else could we could we have? Maybe, I don't know. You know what? This is who I'd say. Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman, face-off. Nicole Kidman? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> We've seen you in an action movie before. She oh, did, um... Aquaman. Oh, I was thinking more Batman Forever, but okay. <laughs> she was in... I think a movie where she actually did a bit of action. I think she was seen Okay, I'm not maybe really sure. not Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, for sure. Melissa McCarthy. No. Okay, no. No, 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 no. no that's, that'd be face-off. But somebody... comedy. There's got to be somebody else. Gina Davis, I think there's... A... Probably a bit too old. Yeah, okay. Even, even on uh, Sandra Bullock. But okay, good. So we're getting face-off. As a Sandra Bullock, Gal Gadot. No, not too. No, because I want somebody else from from then. I was about to say retro, but I don't think that works. When you no, not retro. Because I'm talking about <laughs> someone who did a number of action films in the nineties. Kylie Minogue. No, you just you, <laughs> one. You're, you're doing terrible. <laughs> okay, so it's going to be Sandra Bullock facing off against Sandra Bullock swapping faces. I don't know. Two Sandra Bullocks. There's got to be Keanu somebody. Reeves. Let's just do Sandra Bullock, yeah, Keanu Reeves. okay, swapping faces. Off. Oh, speaking of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Oh, right, okay. 
Oh, and it's my story. Uh, the Matrix 4, it has a working title. This is not going to be the title of the movie, but I liked it that much. I thought if we say it on the show, we could use it as the episode title. Project Ice Cream. Love it. That's the working title. When we eventually do our Matrix 4 review, I will send you the notes and it will <laughs> Okay, the Matrix, good. Project Ice Cream. And, you know, this has done, been done before. At one of the Star Wars movies, I think it was Return of the Jedi, was referred to as Blue Harvest. Family Guy, when they did their first Star Wars special, that was the title mm. of their, yeah. their special. So, yeah, Project Ice Cream. The Matrix 4 might not end up being called that. And that's <laughs> Might it. not. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's what I thought, you know. Under or over, you know. There's a title on the table. We'll take it. Now that's it for movie news. Straight on to TV news. Haley Steinfeld has been offered a lead role alongside Jeremy Renner in the upcoming Hawkeye series, uh, which is for Disney+. If she does join, um, she will play Kate Bishop, best known for taking up the mantle of Hawkeye after Clint Barton retires. This is the thing, though. It gets quite confusing, because in the <laughs> comics, they say he retires, but he still continues being Hawkeye. So they are both Hawkeye. That's stupid. And there is, honestly, there is panels in the comic where they're both in that same panel. Mm. Somebody refers to Hawkeye and they both answer. At least they address the fact that... It's a joke. Like they, yeah. they, play, they play it for laughs. But okay. I don't want to lose that name yet. But I guess, and part of it as well is, that, okay, so this is going to be the new Hawkeye. But mm. then Clint Barton, in the comics at least, he's the kind of character that can't fully take a step back. So he continues being Hawkeye also. But if she's going to be cast in the role, I really like it. I thought she was great as Charlie in the Bumblebee. The Bumblebee, movie. yeah. Like, I think she's a she's an up and coming. Um, I think she's actually got some acting chops in her. She does. I'm all for it, and I think young, you know, like attractive girl, like movie star kind of quality, perfect for this sort of a bit of new, fresh star power for this role. I heard some ridiculous stuff though online, like with. With her being and potentially announced as uh, like for this character, people coming out and saying that oh, isn't isn't uh, Kate Bishop like an Asian character? And it's like nowhere in the comics have I recalled her being. I don't think she is. No. So there's that, right? Another thing is that Haley Steinfeld is actually a quarter, half Filipino, like on her mum's side or something. So in a way, she is Asian. And she's a good actress. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So it's like, I'd not, not heard that. But. This is just me pointing out that the internet, once again, is dumb. Okay, but please download our podcast from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, the people on the internet. Oh, okay, yeah, not the internet. Yeah. Mm. We're like not our listeners. No, you guys no cool. we're not talking to you, obviously. <laughs> well, we usually are. <laughs> just not then. Okay, back to you. Crisis on Infinite Earths. We've got some returning characters and this is what you need to be doing with Crisis and Infinite Earths. If you've had a DC character at some point across Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, any of those shows, bring them back for this. Because it's what Crisis is. It's world ending. It's multiple Earth ending. Anyway, the characters <laughs> multiple have just Earth been uh, listed as coming back. John Wesley Ship as The Flash. Jay Garrick. Love it. In fact, you know what? No, that is not right. Because, yes, he was at one time Jay Garrick in The Flash. They've had him come back so many times. He is the original Barry Allen Flash from the 90s TV series. That's the last time we saw him. 
when we first what? got introduced, oh, oh. when what? we first got introduced to John Wesley's ship on the Flash, he was Barry Allen's father, Henry, who was wrongly put in prison for the death of yeah. Barry Allen's fa- uh, mother. He is the father. We saw him a second time when he was he came back as Jay Garrick from a different Earth, and then now as part of the Elseworlds crossover that came out, what was it last year? He's the original nineties Barry Allen. I like how they just don't give a shit if the characters look the same. In the context of the show and the way they do it, it actually does work. It does okay. Because you find out in this is a little bit of a spoiler, but you find out in the Flash that part of the Allen family are the Garricks. So ah, Jay Garrick, okay. it kind, it does, it does fit. Anyway, they're going to do it regardless. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it works. Obviously, it doesn't matter. It works enough, and fans love it, myself included. Uh, another character that will be coming back for the crossover, Jonah Hex, once again played by Jonathan Scarrick, and he first played the character in DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Mm. So more and more characters are coming back for this crossover. We still don't know who Burt Ward is going to play. Maybe Robin or maybe somebody else. <laughs> and if he is Robin, we've said before, we don't need the costume. <laughs> oh, yes, we do. <laughs> but Christ, booties like, and all. Yeah, the little pixie boots. But whenever they announce something for this show, I'll keep you updated. Just waiting for Smallville, man. <laughs> Where is Tom Welling? Did, I, I don't know if I'd want them to, though. I mean, if they did, I would love it, don't get me wrong, but I kind of like what they did to reference Smallville in Elseworlds. Yeah. And if you've not, not seen the it, water I, won't, tank. I won't spoil it. They oh, do sorry. something... I'm not going to spoil it. It's, <laughs> it's more than that. Anyway, that's my Crisis on Infinite Earths update. Ah, well done. Uh, let's talk Lord of the Rings, as we like to do. Will Poulter has been cast in a lead role in Amazon's upcoming series based on Lord of the Rings. Now, Will Poulter, where the Millers? He was really good in that. that. He's the kid, the boy kid. Yep, he was good in that. Um, he was the original Pennywise in the It yes, movie, he was and he be. got recast. Yeah, Will Black Potter, Mirror. everybody. But, you know, he's, he's a good actor. I think his most recent movie was Midsummer, the follow-up to the guy that did... Pre-summer, Hereditary. early summer. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ordinarily, stop. I wouldn't be talking Muppets on the podcast, but I thought, you know, news is pretty light. We're two Muppets, so we might as well talk Muppets. Yeah, Muppets... Live Another Day. That was the name of the Disney Plus series set after the events of The Muppets Take Manhattan. It's been cancelled. No. They scrapped it. Yeah. Which, you know what? Bigger than Muppets, it's notable to talk about because I'm pretty sure this is the first Disney Plus cancellation. A show that didn't even happen. Cancelled But they've stopped it. Boom. Scrapped the project. Okay. Netflix do it all the time. <laughs> like, you know, they're chopping shows left, right and centre. Yeah, but before it actually is made. But this is a Disney Plus first. But then, if you're a fan of Muppets, you're still going to get some Muppets. They're continuing with their short-form, unscripted show, which no doubt will also be on Disney Plus. Yeah. I enjoyed You know that Muppet show that came out a few years ago? I, I enjoyed it. You know, Could sitcom-y, not get into it. I tried. Adult sort of I tried. Humor. Yeah. I think it was like NBC or something. Yeah. I just I, or ABC maybe. I, I just couldn't. No, but you're not a big Muppets it. fan, hey? Like a... I watched them growing up. I think my favourite Muppets. This is like when I was a kid. Would Muppets in space. Muppets in space. Muppet babies. That's <laughs> Muppet the one babies. that I liked. Oh and, man! You know, I was always a movie kid, 
And I enjoyed mm. when they did the homages, like you get like a Raiders of the Lost Ark episode or on TV, <laughs> they'd do like a Star Trek episode. This is still... Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies, the, well. the cartoon that came out in the 80s. Oh. I'm older than you are. So I enjoyed like the <laughs> Muppets Treasure Island, oh, yeah, Muppets sure. in Space, all of that. Yeah, I do like, enjoy them. And the then the new, the new Disney Muppet movies, you know, like the one with Jason... Seagull, Seagull, whatever. So the more we talk about it, the more I'm realising, yeah, you know, I do like the Muppets. Yeah, I like Muppets, yeah. Yeah, I do. Bit of Kermy. And then they did uh, Muppets Most Wanted, Ricky Gervais was in there. Yeah, mm. okay, Muppets. <laughs> Turned you around. And that was it for TV News, just a short one, this episode. Uh, recommend. What do you have for us? Do you know what? As no. this, as the recording of this episode got closer and closer, I was like, you know, I haven't found anything that I found worthy of recommending. And then just today, just today... Finally watched that movie yesterday. Watch oh, it today. Watch it today. I really want to see that movie. So basically, the premise is the Beatles don't exist. They disappear. Their, their music never... No one remembers them except this one guy, Jack Malik. He's a struggling singer-songwriter, you know, in an English seaside, that typical old thing. Um, after a freak bus accident during a mysterious global blackout... Wakes up, discovers that the Beatles don't exist anymore. He starts putting out the music and, you know, goes from there. Starts to become successful. The guilt sort of gets to him. And th- yeah, that's the movie. There's a bit more to it. Um, Himesh Patel, great in the role. English fella, I think. He got an accent, so I'm assuming he's from. <laughs> I don't know if you know him. Yeah, yeah, no, he's English. He used, to be, he used to be in EastEnders, uh, British soap. I know, I know East End. Okay, good. Oh, but the young people might not. Um, Lily James is also in it. Did you say the younger people? No, the I don't know what I said. But I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, good. Anyway, Lily James also in it as a female lead. Ellie Ed Sheeran features quite a lot as himself it. or a version of himself. Uh, well, I assume he's a version of himself, but he's playing Ed Sheeran. He's playing Ed yeah. Sheeran. I've seen the trailers for this. I've listened to multiple interviews. My wife is a massive Beatles mm. fan. And I think I know a little bit too much about the third act because of some uh, certain comments that were said as part of an interview, but I'm still really uh-huh. looking forward to this movie. It looks I, really good. I'll, I'll tell you, this the movie does actually go in a direction that I didn't think it would. Like, I thought the movie would wrap in a certain way, and it doesn't. The talent behind the camera, you've got... It's written by Richard Curtis, it's directed by Danny Boyle. Thanks for bringing the information so I didn't have to... Recite that, but okay. <laughs> uh, Kate McKinnon's in it as well. In quite oh yes, a big I've seen role. in the trailer. And uh, when she rocked up, I was like, oh, Kate McKinnon. Why? I did I'm miss. Not a fan. Oh, but I'm a big fan of hers. I missed it at the movies, but I'm just waiting so I can rent it. Really looking forward to this one. So that's it. Yeah, yesterday, watched it today. Good. I'm <laughs> going to recommend a BBC sitcom, Ghosts. It is bloody good. Is it about paranormal hunters? It is very good. It is about a cash-strapped young couple, Alison and Mike, who inherit a grand country house, only to find it's both falling apart and teeming with the ghosts of former inhabitants. It is absolutely fantastic. I think there's like six episodes in total. Each one goes for half an hour. Originally aired in the UK on the BBC. Here in Australia, we got it on ABC, and you can watch it on the iview. Complete series is there. That's completely free. It is. The series is written and performed by many of the cast members of the 2009 children's BBC series, Horrible Histories, which is adapted from the kids' books. It is really good. It is 
Really, really good. I watched it with my wife and both of us loved it. I think it's really good. It's obscure, <laughs> like, humour, but it is very British. And the thing with the horrible history cast is that in that show, they would play multiple characters. That happens here also. So a lot of them will play ghosts that are hanging around the house. They died in different decades, which adds, you know, get a lot of humour from that. But then they will also double up as other characters. But in the pilot... Alison falls, bangs her head, she's in a coma, so she died for like however many minutes, and when she comes around, she can see the ghost and nobody else can. It's hilarious. It is a really, is it, really good show. Is it educational like horror no, histories? Or? it's not. I'm sorry. I'm in there. <laughs> it's not, it's, yeah. not <laughs> educational at all. Yes. But it is, it is very funny. And again, like, you know, the way that the BBC makes sitcoms, so you're looking at six half-an-hour episodes... That's three hours of television. Mm. Three hours of TV. You can get it done. As always, we like to close out on a little bit of trivia. And I chose Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because I was interested after watching the trailer and it's coming back and, you know, I'm excited for it. The original title of the series was supposed to be Scary Tales, which was a play on the phrase fairy tales. See what they did there? Um, yeah. When Nickelodeon decided to make the pilot, they said they didn't like the title and requested a new one. When thinking of an alternative title, show creator DJ McHale asked himself, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid of... dot, 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 the dark? Oh. And that's where it came from. I've got more. That's not all. Oh. The Midnight Society, that's the group of kids who get together around the campfire is never once shown to be starting the fire. The creators of the show didn't want kids watching to learn how to start fires. Oh, yes, that's, Although uh... if they're in the scouts, it's not one of the first things they teach you. <laughs> but anyway, they didn't want them knowing how... And all these scenes as well with the campfire, apparently they did it over just a couple of weeks across all the series. And indoors. Soundstage. Never outdoors. I've ruined it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a lie. The substance in the bag that makes the campfire smoke during the title of each story is non-dairy creamer. You've always wanted to know that. I know (laughs) know that about you. You've always wanted to know. So now we know what to use to start fires. Go And if you were to smoke like the opening of an episode, just get some non-dairy creamer. Well, that's (laughs) it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Filmstube Podcast. We also have our sister shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstewpodcast.com. If you haven't already, be sure to check out our recent review of It Chapter 2. Rewind and Review have a new episode on Beverly Hills Cop from 1984, and Sounds Like Comics did a recent episode looking at The Phantom from 1996. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. What the fuck? Can we do 50 minutes?